What I'm short on is muscle. Credits can buy muscle. If you know where to look. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks, where we are diving deep into something not necessarily whiskey related. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to figure out how long Boba Fett spent wandering the Dune Sea by himself on a bantha. <laughs> Very well played. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, which theme, th- theme song do you like better? We're like oh. almost done this season. Um, I know. What do you think? So I, I really, actually, I'm really enjoying the book of Boba theme song, mm. but at the end of this episode, when the Mandalorian uh. theme song kicked in, I was like, oh, right. That that's, I think I like the Mando one better. And that is what we call foreshadowing, folks. There's a reason yeah. <laughs> I opened with that question. Uh, when it, yeah, the first when I heard the first episode, or heard when I watched the first episode and the theme song kicked in, I was kind of like, eh, not as good as the Mandos. Uh, I dig it a lot more now. Uh, yeah. But same thing when like all of a sudden you just hear, I was like, oh shit, and got super excited. Um, anyway, folks, we are going to talk about chapter. Is this four? Four. Okay. <laughs> Our the instant reactions. Storm. Our instant reactions are not so instant. But uh, let's talk episode four, chapter four, book of Boba Fett. Um, overall thoughts, sir. What did you think of this installment of the Boba Fett? To preface, giant Star Wars fan, love spending time in the in a galaxy far far away and this was my least favorite episode of the season i think that's um pretty much a general consensus across the board um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean a lot of people were really upset not upset not really down with the first episode um i think there's aspects of of all four episodes that i'm like eh, that wasn't the best except for chapter two chapter two was great Start an amazing finish. 53 minutes of television right there. That was pretty fantastic. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I think this was my least favorite. That isn't to say there weren't parts of this episode that I very much enjoyed. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was probably the weakest. But yeah, I mean, I think there's parts of other episodes that were worse than the worst parts of this that Moped chasing was i think yeah i think that's the low point in the season for me (laughs) so far yeah yeah um anyway do you want to talk let's talk a bit a bit a little bit of plot so the majority of this episode happens um, back to the future yeah back to to the future once again um but we did get some pretty awesome present day stuff so do you want to start let's start present day um and kind of run through that because the present day had some awesome stuff like our good man oh, BK, BK shows up again 
way so sooner thank, than I thought he was going to. Yeah. So, I mean, thank goodness that Boba, I, I mean, also we got a Wookiee ripping someone's arms off, which yeah. is, is just, again, like that's the nice little fan servicey thing, you know, for the throwback yeah. to when Han says to 3PO, you know, droids aren't known for, you know, ripping people's arms off when they lose. And that's where yeah. we get the, let the Wookiee win. Yeah. Um, the Trandoshans decided not to not to do that and well, apparently yeah, that yeah, yeah so like son appara- of a poor son of a bitch trying to smash a glass on bk's head yeah i mean that's a <laughs> that's a bad move a bad move um but yeah so we get we get black cranston chrysanthemum yeah back which which is good so he's on the payroll we've got the you know the muscle he's got his enforcer which is awesome and it does him absolutely no good at the meeting of the crime bosses of Tatooine, which I, I am yeah, liking he how it. he's pronouncing Tatooine. Yeah, I find it weird. <laughs> it, yeah. Every, every time I was like, is there a like an accent here that we're unaware of? But that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so we, we get him on the payroll. We, we do get another um, really nice scene inside the club where she tries to talk him down by saying, you know, you've run up quite the bar tab and which, and I really like how Boba Fett at the end after, you know, he storms out after ripping the arms off was like, it was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. eh. I mean, you took your shot, shoot or shoot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked her whole speech it was really great about the, you know, you were, you know, glorified back in the day, the fighting pits. Oh, if we could only get back to the good old days, it, you know, it sounds like, she probably really loved the fighting pit days as well. And she's kind of doing a bit of a, oh man, yeah, those were the days, but things are different. So, hey, let's try and be a little bit civil. I, I did like that. Um, I have thoughts on her. I think that this is a real, I I mean, to go on your theory on who the real big bad is, uh, I think we're going to get a scene. So I think we're going to get the Crimson Dawn reveal through her. Oh, I like that. So I think she's going to have some sort of she's a Crimson Dawn. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think she's going to be the link to to Kira and Crimson Dawn. I think this this whole Pike Syndicate thing. I think they're because they keep bringing her in, Garza Whip, and it's yeah. just like you don't just bring someone like that in occasionally who clearly runs stuff and knows things. Yeah. Unless she's got more. Yeah, unless there's be, something else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my prediction. She's going to be the um the link. Um but yeah, the so the meeting of the the crime bosses, the godfather scene, if you will. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um Yeah, I think you're right with BK. So when when the like roar happened, when they're just like why should we listen to you? I totally thought that was BK at first. And then we realize it's oh no, you're on you're having dinner on top of a rancor pit. And it's that, that yeah, was by good. the way, I liked, yeah, I like that. You, by the way, I've got a rancor again. Uh, so yeah, which, you know, they were all like, ah, oh, damn it, not again. <laughs> um, cool scene though. Um, I don't trust any of those motherfuckers. And oh, not no, not one bit. Uh, the no, someone's definitely double crossing Boba when it's like, as long as you guys stay neutral, like we're good, I'll just take care of it myself. Yeah, and it's clearly going to be the guys who look like Klingons. Yeah, obviously. I have yeah. no idea what their race is called. Sorry, no nerds out there. Uh, no, it's not, sure. not the Trandoshans and not the um, who the hell is the other group? 
damn it, that this is why I don't re- record a podcast three days after watching the show. Uh, <laughs> there was like the Trandoshan family. There was those guys that look like Klingons. And then there was the other people who like didn't speak common. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's clearly the guys who kind of look like Klingons. They're going to be yeah. the shit pigs in this one. Yeah. And I, I think that scene like really shows the either the lack of respect or how far Boba Fett has fallen from grace that he mm. couldn't even get them to go in and fight a common enemy together. They're right. just like, why should we throw our lot in with you? Right. And yeah. like, it really seems like back in the heyday, if Boba Fett had shown up, like say, you know, when Jabba was still around and, you know, back between Empire and Return of the Jedi, if Boba Fett had walked in a room and said, look, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. People would have been like, oh, okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, for, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whereas now it's all in their best interest to do this. This is clearly a, the enemy of my enemy. Yeah. Um, And they're just like, nah, like hard pass. We're going to, we're going to sit on the sidelines. Feel free to try and take care of this. Yeah. Do you also think that uh, it also seems like Boba Fett kind of sucks as a strategist <laughs> and crime boss right now? Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's probably, his first it run helping, at it. Yeah, he's also getting his ass handed to him anytime he has to fight anybody. Now, he's now fully healed. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So that, yeah. And I wanted to talk about that too. So now that he's fully healed are we not going to be going back to, to the future anymore because right, well, you exactly. won't be in the tank. So we won't be doing any more flashbacks. Like we were caught up. That's what I'm kind of thinking, which is strange to me that like, so I mean, yeah, we could talk about this too. So I guess all of the Tuscans are dead. I still don't think that warrior woman and that kid are dead. I still don't, but I mean, yeah, is that just it on that storyline? Because if so, that, that's going to be a friggin' bummer if we just yeah. don't go back to that. No, I know. Or they that's, don't. So that's just, that's never going to get paid off or not right now. I think they're going to, um, they, they've got to come and, you know, the whole, I made this, I made this comment one of the last episodes, the whole Riders of Rohan <laughs> over the hill oh. when Helm's Deep's looking real bad. I think that's. Yeah. There is going to still going to be some Tuscans are going to show up. And, they're going to show up and help them because it's going to be like, oh, no one else can help you. And blah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, all right. Well, let's go back. So the crux of the the main meat of the episode is a back to, to the future scene of him getting his ship back and like him rescuing Fennec. And we get to see the meat cute of yeah. uh, <laughs> him and Fennec, which was great. Did you pick up on it right away when you saw the flare? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No, I didn't. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then when he was then going across at night, I was right. like, oh, wait, shit. This is where he meets Fennec. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I caught on quick and I was like, oh, yeah. that's when Mando was like, he was like, oh, there's sniper. this amazing sniper. Yeah. 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 Now, cool to see that, you know, the tie in to Mandalorian. That's really great. Um, I'm going to retract something I said earlier already in this episode. Uh, the low point in this show is him taking her to a DJ to m- make pistons with blue goo in her stomach. 
that's that's the low point for me that entire scene i thought was real um dumb why and why why do you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of the movie hackers from like 98 Uh uh-huh that it was just like yeah like we basically have fucking skeet ulrich or whatever the fucking guy maybe that was the other guy in scream i can't remember um but you know what i mean like yeah, it seems like it was just so weird. There's like weird fucking shitty EDM trance music going on. And oh, I've got a robot hand with a buzzsaw, which is something straight out of a fucking cartoon of a dentist. Yeah. And I'm going to put this piston in her stomach with blue goo. And she's fixed in 20 minutes. Yeah. Really weird and didn't work. It seemed like the inside of the mod shop was trying to look futuristic for the right. timeline in which star wars operates right it's like tatooine is stuck in the past in comparison to say like coruscant right and this mod shop is trying to look like what they think the rest of the galaxy looks like <laughs> so like yeah. it's doing that futuristic look with the different music and the different like tonally it looks different the color schemes different the music's mm. different um and star wars doesn't have to just be one thing right it doesn't have to be gritty and sand and you know like like episode four or like the blue hoth ice that whole thing in episode five like i get it star wars can be many different things and when we expand the universe we want to see all these different things right right but it just seemed it just it didn't work for me and yeah, and and that's really weird. and that's fine like i don't have yeah. to be everything doesn't you know everything that feloni and favor do doesn't have to be just for me of course but not. which it, we'll it did get to next yeah it was it was just <laughs> it seemed a little jarring and i yeah. thought it took up too much of the episode i agree with that i just thought that scene was yeah way too long but anyway so yeah. fennec gets oh. all fixed and then we oh, have so- the first of their fireside chats but go ahead yeah so quickly, why does Boba Fett save her? Uh, I don't know. Okay. He knows who she is. Well, no, yes. he saves her because at the po- at that point, like he's already, no, not today, old girl. I can't get my ship yet. Yeah. Right. And then he sees the flares. So he's like, I wonder what that is. I mean, interesting that you just see flares and you get on a giant desert cow and very slowly very slowly towards gunshots but i mean you're boba fett you you do you and then i think when he goes and checks her out he probably recognized who it was and then thought hey if i save her then i can get her to help me yeah we we do get that really good line of like everyone needs a tribe like you can only go so far without a tribe so and and i really liked that fireside chat yeah where she says the time with the tuscan has made you weak and he's like no like it made me strong because he realized you can't do it alone. We get some really good insights about him saying like all these needless deaths of bounty hunters, um, serving idiots and worse, smarter than them, which is very kind of rich coming from him because he's making some real wacky, weird choices of like, are you actually smarter than these guys? Um, but I, it's nice to get, his motivation finally as to yeah. why he killed Bib Fortuna and took over and wants to start a crime family. So that that's really good. And I'm glad yeah, he wants that. to, 
yeah, he wants to rebuild his tribe. Like he had it with the Tuscans. It was taken away. That was his first taste of family since poor old Django got Mace Windu'd. And this like you know, so it, it, I'm talking yeah. Fast and the Furious Han speaking. Oh, of that Han. Oh, ah. hey, yeah. Family. <laughs> Me familia. Me familia. <laughs> so so like it's that was nice to get that motivation. Um there was a lot of piston inserting into guts that uh mm-hmm. I don't think needed to happen, but it's okay. We got we got there. Yeah. And then they basically took the so they check out the guard rotation i've been looking at the guards i've been watching the guards however long he's been looking at this at jabba's palace how are we going to sneak in and get um not slave we're not calling it slave one slave two anymore this is firestarter right firestorm firestorm no fire you do that. So yeah, that. Fennec takes out her her nice little end of rifle barrel uh, gadget. They go in and they scan the entire thing. And their decision on how to sneak in is basically Frodo at the Black Gate, where we're just going to run when the guards start walking the other way. And I, I've got some notes for guards. Stop walking back and forth when you're oh out in God. front of a large wall and a gate. Just stand still and look out to where the only place people could. Why are you walking back and forth, Gamorian yeah. guards? And also, I mean, I, I for another Lord of the Rings thing, like Helm's Deep, everywhere, everywhere's got a little grate. You, you, the sewage has to come <laughs> out somewhere. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Fire spray. Fire spray. Which so, is, which I found out from uh some deep diving that's the type of ship it is it is a uh, fire spray gunship which is the class of ship kind of like how the uh, millennium falcon Carillion. is a Carillion fighter right so i mean do you if you want the quick backs for our listeners the quick backstory on the fire spray gunship um they were commissioned by shit i can't remember who um but it's it's from a video game there's an old legends it's like legends canon so it's technically not new canon they took this game out but there's a mission in this game it's um it's a bounty hunters game that was for xbox 360 and playstation 3 i think okay where one of the missions is you play as boba fett and it's the mission when he gets or django you're playing as django when he first gets the fire spray oh, okay. gunship. So it's a whole class of gunships. And then in the mission as Django, you destroy all of them and take one for yourself. Oh, okay. So you technically have the only one, which the is why you don't see them anywhere, but it was a class of ship uh, built kind of like the Kaminoans made the clones for the Republic. It was a, it was sure. a whole thing, so, but it's from a video game. Um, okay. But that's, that's where fire spray comes from. So, and the thrusters were not strong enough to pull away from a tentacle of the Sarlacc. We'll get there. Okay. I have thoughts. Mm. Okay. Um, but yes, the great sucks. That was really hilarious. Um, yeah. Why are you just always walking in the same rotation? And that, yeah, that goes to absolutely every yep. video game. Yep. I can every- solid snake inside there <laughs> I myself. Say. <laughs> it's Metal Gear Solid. Let me get this cardboard box and creep around. Yep. I'm good. Um, Okay, now we're going to get to the others, the next scene that a lot of people had issues with, which I surprisingly didn't have a problem with. Chef Grievous? Uh, Chef Grievous, but more the 
Boba again, kind of sucking as a bounty hunter, getting outwitted by a rat catcher droid. Uh, what that, were your thoughts on the kitchen sequence? Oh, I mean, it was straight out of um, the Little Mermaid. I mean, this was this was Sebastian <laughs> oh my God, running away from the chef. Late I, and, That's so yeah. Th- the only thing I could think of was this: like the absolute second it started was, "Hey, Disney's making a inside joke to another Disney project <laughs> of Little Mermaid," and then it was followed up with, "Come on, Boba." Like just shoot it or just right. take, take something and smash it. Like this is getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I know a lot, like, yeah, a lot of people were not pissed, but just like, why did we do this? It's too stupid and silly and funny. And like, and I get that it it wasn't for me, but I think back to a point that you made, like n- this if, isn't being made just for me. So no. you want to put in some comedy and like, I know I have friends who are watching this with their 11 year olds, yeah, 11, 10 year old kid that like, that's who that shit's for, which yeah. again, goes back to the whole, like, how old were we when we first saw Star Wars? Six, yeah. yep. six, six, nine, something like that. We were kids, you know, objectively looking back, are the Ewoks cool? No. When you're seven, the Ewoks kind of fucking ruled. Wicked like, was my, Wicked was my boy. Jedi was my favorite movie as a kid of the three. Absolutely. It was, um, you know, it's not now after, you know, getting a bit older, but it's the same, like there's an entire generation of people that love the prequels. Yeah. Like, and star Wars fans get really upset about that, but like, guess what? If, if you saw Phantom Menace and you were nine, that's the most wild shit pod racing. Come on. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, pod so, racing was to that generation what Quidditch was to a whole other generation. Well, and and what you the know, speeder like, bike chase was to us. Was to us, yeah, exactly. Like it's anyway. So I under like watching yeah, it. Son, I was kind of like, this is kind of silly, but at the same time, this isn't for me. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I I wish a bit more of the time spent in this episode because when I saw it, it was like, what were we back up to 43, 44 minutes, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Hey, yeah. Like getting some meat on the bone again here. And it just felt like a lot of it was spent in not what I wanted to see. And again, right. I'm happy with every single minute I get to spend in this universe. A hundred percent. Yeah. So this just didn't really, it didn't do much for advancing the story. This was a lot of no. <clears throat> back stuff, but again, it's like getting his motivation, I think was the crux of the episode, yeah. right? It was, but okay. So they break in, they get the ship. Yeah. I have, I have questions about this. So a, this is, so he gets the ship, they get the ship. He, does what he does with the ship which we'll talk about next but like well, do we know first... but hold on do we know how long him getting the ship to then going and in, in the mandalorian like how is this like current is it like they do that they hang out on tatooine oh shit we're gonna go find where my armor is like that's what i want to know because how long has his ship just been sitting in Jabba's palace? Well, I, I think it's been sitting there since he went into the Starlock pit. So it's like five, but that, and that's the thing. Like, so is this yeah. five years? Cause this is the whole timeline thing of like how long 
from yeah. him getting out of the Sarlacc pit to this point has this been? How long did he spend with the Tuscans? Like, we don't know yeah. any of that. And so my question is like, like, do you think that the huts, they would just keep it? They wouldn't sell it. They wouldn't scrap it. They wouldn't use it. It like, I mean, maybe Bib Fortuna was out flying around shooting, <sighs> you know, going yeah. to devil's Canyon, making that run. Like Luke was talking to Biggs about fair shooting, shooting Good pull, by the way. Good pull. You know, I don't know. It just seems so strange. It, that was the one thing that I was just like, really? Like the most badass bounty hunter who you all think is dead. Yeah. Like his, you're just keeping his ship under lock and key with for years rotating for years. Like that yeah. just seemed very okay. strange to me. All right. So let, let's talk about the timeline. Cause I think this is what a lot of people are confused about. Yeah. So he go. Fett goes into the Sarlacc pit. He can't be in there for long. No, that's like a day, I think. For, like, right? That's just straight uh-huh. human physiology. You just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, he's got to he's got to eat. A... He's got to breathe. He's got to drink. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, he then is with the Tuscans for an indeterminate amount of time. Mm-hmm. He in his gross Doctor yeah. Evil pajamas. Uh huh. He, he totally looks like Dr. Evil, but anyway, when those pajamas, I meant to bring that up at a previous episode, oh, but he's right. it's, it's like totally freaking Dr. Evil shit, which is very funny. Yeah. yeah. He beats up the biker gang train heist gets, becomes a member of the tribe, gets his robes. Then another indeterminate amount of time passes. He takes a bantha to go meet the pikes which you says, assume isn't that long though, because like they make think after, the yeah, you train think, heist. Yeah. yeah. You'd think after train heist, they said like, you're paying a, you're now paying tribute to the Tuscans. He goes in to then collect said collect tribute. It. And they're like, nah, bro. And he goes back and they're all dead. Yeah. So likely not too long. Now it could have been that he spent three years in crusty tattered pajamas in the desert before he became a member of the tribe right. and then spent another year in his nice fancy new robes with his cute boy bantha kind of wandering yeah. the desert popping desert melons before he then started trying to get a ship back yeah I, maybe maybe i don't know it, yeah it's how long does Boba Fett take to... Yeah, so so there's a five-year period where all of that took place in some type of order that then gets us to the point where he meets Fennec, they get the ship, he Anakin Skywalker-style massacres a biker gang, <sighs> and then goes to get his armor. But yeah, and and I, I think, think that's... And I think, I think those they're... happen... I think those happen really fast. Because that could be the other thing of like him and Fennec could just be going around doing bounty hunter shit. You just, you know, guardians of the galaxy ripping people off, doing stuff for a while before they figure out that um, Timothy Oliphant has his armor <laughs> with a crate yeah. dragon. Like, you know, it, that could also be, there could also be some time in there that we don't know about. Right. Um, but anyways. what's his name? Cobb, Cobb Vanth. Cobb right. Vanth. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Cad Bane, but 
<laughs> no. Other awesome guy. Who we might get. Um, yeah. Lord, I hope we get a fucking live action cat. Okay. That'd be so cool. Okay. okay so but anyway. Sarlacc pit. Thank you. So they get the ship. Hooray. Um, He's got it. Thanks rem- to Fennec, who's a badass. Yeah. But this was my biggest, huh? About this whole episode. So he remembers getting out of the Sarlacc pit using his flamethrower that's on his armor and then cutting himself out. Why would the armor be inside the Sarlacc pit? That's what makes no sense to me. Right. I mean, unless he was just getting burned by acid and delirious. Fever dreamy. I mean, and, and, yeah. Unless, you know, unless he was in the Sarlacc pit for a week. Yeah. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, again, like we saw the Jawas take it from him when he was delirious on the sand. So it's just yeah. so strange to me. That was, I was just like, how does he not remember that it's not in there? Yeah. Number one. I mean, Number two, why in the name of all things good and holy, do you just slowly face first sink your ship into it as opposed to just kill it just blast the shit out of it drop the i mean i know he didn't he wasn't the one that dropped the yeah the not the proximity mine the seismic charge size yeah i know he wasn't the one that did that but like why wouldn't you just do that immediately or and then go why not park the ship and like throw a stick in and like poke it to see see if it's alive uh yeah just so strange i mean again a lot of questions a lot of we're picking we're picking it and at the same time it totally looked awesome to oh, like visually fly, it was really cool which yeah. i think is why he did it was for the television audience of oh watch yeah, how yeah. cool this looks of me like <laughs> dipping the nose of my ship yeah. into the mouth of a sarlacc and um because i know you and i have talked yeah. like offline about like why is the ship shaped like this this seems so inconvenient yeah to like weird. climb in and then you're having to like basically do some acrobatics to get into the seat and then you're, yeah, like to get it up and go, it's just, it seems odd. I mean, the Austin Powers style parking maneuver to get it out of Jabba's palace. Very great. Was, you know, like another thing like this, this is a poor design. You, you can't, you can't parallel yeah. park this. No. <laughs> um, no, no, no. So, yeah, but it visually, it looks really cool when, yeah. when it's flying forward. And you're sort of sitting up and you're right there. And it's great yeah. for when you are strafing fleeing biker gangs because you're basically sitting on top of the guns. Yeah, which, I mean, again, visually cool. Um, strange choice. A uh, whole lot of overkill, which I understand. If they killed your family, um, you're going to want to take some revenge. But, like, do, do you were think the missiles killed? necessary? Do you think he killed... <laughs> Do you think they killed his family? Oh, fuck no. Of course not. Yeah. No. But I mean, he doesn't know that. I mean, we're the, we're the audience. (laughs) We're supposed to suspect that thing, but no, it was the Pikes for sure. Um, or they were working for the Pikes when they did it. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, yeah. So there's the (laughs) hilarious, crazy recap. And then right at the end, we get the whole Godfather sequence. Boom. They're all going, oh, geez, what are we going to do? Prepare for war. Hey, you need muscle. Well, how much money do we have in the treasury? Enough to buy some, you know, enough to buy some muscle. 
and then you yeah. hear the Mandalorian theme song. So 40 minutes into this podcast, this is what I really want to talk to you about. Who are we getting? Because clearly we're getting somebody and yeah. I've been reading and listening to other people talk about this show and no one has mentioned the first person that came to my mind on who we were going to see. So I want to well, know who do you, who came to your mind? Well, I kind of assumed that we were going to get the awesome Mandalorian jump squad that saved Mando. Uh, so you're thinking like Bo-Katan and yeah. And Sasha Banks from the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of thought we would, I mean, okay. I would I counterpoint mean, to that. I, I would love they to see. They didn't like him. <laughs> They called no. him a fucking filthy clone and <laughs> not a true Mandalorian when they met. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that's who I was. That's why I immediately thought because okay. I got the Mando theme song, but I was like, he's, he seems like he's evolved past being a straight bounty hunter. Mm-hmm in the timeline, like after his time with Grogu and he, you know, passes him off to Luke and it's like, I'm not sure where Mando's like, is he going to straight up for money, come back and help Fett? No, he's going to go take over Mandalore. But again, that's why I don't think we're going to get Bo-Katan in them because that's their mission. Yeah. They're they're going, going, yeah, they're going that way. I think it would be, I, I think we will get Mando. I do. I do think he's going to show up, but I think that's a final episode. Yeah. Right at the end thing. The first person that came to my mind that we were going to get that I haven't heard anybody talk about is I think we're getting Mayfeld back. I think we're getting Bill friggin' oh, Billy, okay. Billy Redface. I think we're getting Bill Burr into this action because, and that's what I was just checking before we hopped on. I was like, they did meet, right? And I was like, yeah, when they picked him off the prison planet, yeah, like Boba Fett walked off the ship and he's like, oh shit, I thought you were another guy. And then yeah. Mando walks off the ship. And then, you know, what seems to be a place where folks who are on the run and hiding go seems yeah. to be Moss Eisley, Moss Espa, the yeah, outer, outer rim, room. which is what Tatooine is. Fennec and Boba worked a job with Mayfeld where they know that he's a good shot (laughs) and he's basically a bounty hunter. Like he's probably looking for work. So I think we're getting, I think we're getting Billy Redface back in this shit. I like, I like that. Who I love that character. I think he's incredible. So my initial thought was we're getting him. I would have thought we were going to get in Cara Dune, but she got fired. So we're not going to get her. Um, We might get some Carl Weathers action. I mean, yeah, I was, he I was hires a bunch if, of bounty hunters, so that might yeah. be the first call. Yeah, exactly. I was wondering, like, we get the actual bounty hunter guild again, and that allows, and that opens the door to us then getting some of the old gang back together. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's worked jobs with Bosk and Dengar and yeah, I mean, great CIG 88. Oh yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get Mayfield. It wouldn't surprise me if we, we should get Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Um, you know, he's pretty dope. Um, this is where I think getting Cad Bane would be so good, but he's, he's going to be, he's, if he comes in, he's coming in with Kira for sure. He's going to be, he's got to be a bad guy. He's got to be. Yeah. There's no way he's coming to help the 
hero of this no. show. Like he's got to stay, that, stay the villain. And again, we say this every time. If you have not watched Clone Wars or Rebels, you don't know who Cad Bane is. But he is. You're missing out. He is. Uh, he is the gunslinger. The gunslinger, bad bad guy, who's yep. uh, whoops Boba's ass a few times in Clone yeah. Wars. I mean, Boba Fett's like 17 at the time, and he's a kid just kind of learning the ropes. But Cad Bane <laughs> really works him over good. Yeah. Um, anyway, super exciting. Um, yeah, looking forward to really looking forward to this week's episode. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that this was a place setting episode. Yeah. You know, we got some motivation, we got some exposition, we got the okay, this How is I'm gonna have to ship back. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do this myself. Um it talked about the importance of the armor and you mm-hmm. know why it's you know like it's it is part of his identity. Uh, but did they okay, sorry, I'm gonna go back to that. I thought that in Mando when he like got his arm. I mean, first of all, when he got his armor, and he then just fucking washed all those stormtroopers. Uh, yeah, completely washed. But then he like talked about the here's my chain code. This was my father's armor. It's a part of me. Like I thought that was a better explanation than yeah. Hey, it's Beskar. It's still in the Sarlacc. I need to get it. Why? Because it's my armor. Yeah. Like give me and some- maybe. And maybe they just didn't maybe they just didn't feel the need to do that again. That's true. You remember it from the last show, cut for time. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 We got three left. I'm I'm hoping we get yeah, and it seems like everything is set up for a pretty action packed three. Yeah. And I think a lot of stuff's gonna have to happen, which is great. Yep. He's gotta learn to ride a, a rancor. Yeah, we've got to, got to get him up on that rancor. We had no time with the rancor training. We might just you know? we, that might just get yada yada. I it oh, wouldn't I, surprise yeah. me, and that's and that's, I'm fine with that. Yeah, if it's like the you know the Pike storm the palace and blah blah blah, and they chase him and he's caught, and then all of a sudden the rancor just fucking blasts out and he's riding him, shooting rockets yeah. and stuff, <laughs> flamethrower on the back of a rancor, which yeah, take all my money. I'm here um, for it. Take all my money like i'm oh, telling you if we could just i just want the avengers style like the age of ultron which was a shit movie don't get me wrong but the very start of age of ultron when they're storming yep. the hydra base and you just get yep. that slow motion scene of all of them um like you just you give me boba fett riding a rancor and mando with a dark saber and and uh black santon and oh. fennec and and Mayfeld and yep. fucking Dangar. Like you give me that stuff and it's just like, hey, those stupid Vespas, don't care. Yep. No, completely forgotten. Give zero shits. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're win. gonna get we're gonna get some electric uh brass Wookie knuckles. Uh, I mean, can you so imagine cool. a, a dark saber just Mando cutting through a swath of pikes with the dark saber? Oh my gosh, it'd be so cool. Please. Just taking sh- taking shots off his Beskar like it's nothing. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. this show rocks. Everything rules. Um, what a time. What a time. What a time. Can we, was there anything else that we really wanted to talk about? I, I wanted to, yeah, quickly. How long have you been a Moon Knight fan? About a week. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I'll be perfectly <laughs> honest. 
I have never read anything about Moon Knight. I was always under the impression that he was Marvel's Batman was kind of what someone explained to me once. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's he just beats people up and he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but I knew, I full disclosure, I have not really done a Moon Knight deep dive. I know very little about that character um, other than... Uh, I know the cover of his first appearance because when we get into our special about collecting, you know, I have a decent comic book collection. That's one that comes up all the time. And yeah, when they first announced that he was getting a show, the prices shot up. And then when the trailer came out last week, the prices jumped. Yeah. Uh, very, very hard. I actually used to own Moon Knight number one, uh, not his first appearance, but like his, his first, first solo. solo yeah. And I, I sold it like two years ago, which now I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> but whatever. That's, that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, what about you? Have you read anything? No, I have cool. never read a Moon Knight comic before. I, I like the look and aesthetic of Moon Knight. Like I, I certainly like the artwork around yeah. Moon Knight. I, I did do some quick internet research after thoroughly enjoying that trailer mm -hmm. and big Oscar Isaac fan yeah, pretty and pumped. the, yeah, it, it looked awesome. And all, so like I, I got into it and understood that like, all right, there's like three main split personality characters that he's running around with. Mm. So he's sort of has like the playboy Bruce Wayne want like persona He's got a taxi cab driving persona and he's got, and there's another one and it's because the moon God that gave him his, the Egyptian moon God, at least mm -hmm. that's who he thinks gave him his powers um, acts through him to be able to get certain things and different personas are able to get different. Like he can access different people when he's playing the billionaire philanthropist, but right. people might not be open with him, but people talk to cabbies. And so it's, it's, it's a super interesting character. It explains all the different accents that you hear Oscar Isaac portraying yeah, that was the like, trailer. And a lot of people were like, what the hell's going on? That's some why. pretty hilarious. Some pretty hilarious comments of just like, why are we in London and why does he have an accent when the comic book terrorist comic book terror character is from as a like an ex Marine from Chicago or, so, or something like that? They're like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Um, yeah, yeah, pretty interesting though. So yeah, I think it looks cool. Um, I'm planning on you know, obviously going to be doing a deep dive before the end of March when that comes yeah. out. Um, we'll we'll probably do an episode where we give people a primer, yeah, yeah, like just I'd like. Here's what we know. Here's some books to read yeah. to prep. Some yeah. suggestions. Yeah, I'm Me currently deep into prep for our next pairing, which we'll talk about Ooh. real quick. Yes. Um, a, we will finish our last one eventually. Promise. <laughs> We're too deep into this Star Wars stuff right now. Um, but yeah, if you are on our Instagram at the Whiskey Geeks, you will have seen that we did post what our next pairing is going to be. So we decided in our essentials to next book up is Saga. And I am just over halfway through the 53 issues that have been released. So, and it's very timely there. because actually, as of this recording, 
in about eight hours. Eight hours tomorrow. tomorrow, Comic book day. Saga hits the shelves again to restart up the story. And I'm very, very excited. It's been a few years, right? They took a couple years. 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 Yeah. So now, I mean, Brian K. Vaughn has been doing a lot of other stuff in that time. It's not that he hasn't been writing, but they took a, took a big break from this story and I'm excited to jump back in and I'm excited that you are reading it because this is, this is one of my uh, favorite comic yep. book stories. Yeah. And really yeah, you've been like, telling me for years to read it and it's just yeah. been on my list. And so, but it's yeah. all good. And we are pairing that with a single cask nation, nine year old blend. Yeah. And we thought because saga is all about family and a blended family that we would uh, pair it with an amazing uh, single cask uh, bottle that was hand selected by our good friend Mike, the whiskey explorer, um, and this was his uh, his selection. So we were able to acquire a bottle of this, and we're we're excited to pop that cork and and get get into these two things. So that yeah, yeah. that's the next pairing. And spoiler alert: Mike make Mike might make a guest appearance when we do that pod. Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe he'll come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be it for today. We do have a lot of cool stuff planned. I was actually on the email scheduling some other guests. Um, We've got some more comic book creators. We might also have a a master distiller uh, that we are trying to get on the podcast. So keep coming back for all things geekdom and whiskeydom. Um, Where can they find out more stuff, Alex, if they want to keep... Best way to stay on top and abreast of what we're doing is uh, on Instagram. We are at the Whiskey Geeks. Whiskey does have an E in it. Uh, we do have a website. Tim, what's the website? Oh, it's the whiskeygeeks.com and it desperately needs uh, updating. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it does. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. And our email address is thewhiskeygeeks at gmail.com and you can send us send us questions, send us comments, give us feedback. If you could go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast feeds, that would be great. We uh, certainly would appreciate that. If you are enjoying what we're doing, if you could go ahead and share it with someone else that you think might also enjoy this, that would be amazing. Yes. Give us all the five-star ratings as well. That All the goes, five stars. That goes a long way. And yeah, please send us questions. We would love to do a mailbag episode. And it could be anything be a- about... Giving, give me some comic books that I want to read. This is what I like. What do you think about this character? I like drinking this whiskey. What other whiskey should I try? Hey, you guys are donkeys who don't drink enough bourbon. Um, anything. Yeah. Now, I, I will <laughs> say we are we are getting some nice questions on Instagram. We do, um, yes. So maybe, yeah, maybe what we should do is start collecting those questions. And yeah. Uh, But yeah. But uh, yeah, no keep... Keep keep asking. We we love giving out uh, suggestions. If you haven't checked out our 2021 year in review, we did our top five uh, whiskeys of the year plus the top five uh, best things that we drank. That uh, we didn't limit ourselves to 2021 releases, as well as our favorite comics of uh, 2021. We did a top five ranking, as well as the best things that we read. So older things that we went back and for whatever reason hadn't read before and picked up and enjoyed for the first time in 2021. So you can check both of those out. They are up on our YouTube channel. You've guessed it. It's 
the whiskey geeks yeah just find us there hit subscribe on that too subscribe to both it's great we're going to be doing more content on both those channels uh lastly big thanks to colin response for the use of his song something about your love as our theme song uh he's great go buy his shit support check him, him out on spotify yeah, yeah buy his, buy his album it's wonderful yeah anyway support art that's what we do and uh drink good whiskey and uh we will Life's- be back Soon. I was just going to say, life's too short to drink bad whiskey. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Um, well, for the Whiskey Geeks, my name's Tim. I'm Alex. And remember, Scotch and Stories, they belong together. Cheers. Cheers. Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind-the-scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random, meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney. And I'm Brianne. And you can hear all those things on the Just Just Haunted House House Things podcast. podcast.